Welcome back to Mishnah Yomi. Today we're continuing to learn Masech the Sukkah, Paragimel, Mishnah Yid Aleph, and Mishnah Yid Beis. A rather long parak here. In a place where the custom is during Halal, they repeat the uh, the end of the verses of Halal, and you repeat. Lishot, if they only, if they, um, Yivshot, in a place where they only say it once, say it once. Levochacharov, some places they said the Baruch of Halal afterwards, say it afterwards. Um, and if it's a place they don't make a Baruch afterwards, don't say it afterwards. Now, everyone says you make the brach before him because it's a mitzvah. Hakol kaminika medina, everything is like the custom of the place. A person purchases a lulav from someone who's an am aretz during shvius. So, no matana, he has to ensure that the am aretz gives him the estrog as a gift. Because you're not allowed to buy things during shvius. Mean to say as follows if you're a shemitah, therefore the estrog, we have to be concerned it has kedusha shvius, it's uh, fruit of the shemitah year. If a person sells it, the money which is per- the person uses to purchase the estrog or the transacts with it, that money now gets the sanctity of the shemitah. So if a person goes to, the concern here is if a person goes to someone who does not know the laws and purchases an estrog from them, now the person who purchased, who uh, sold the estrog is in possession of money that has kedusha shvius, the sanctity of shvius, and they're not going to know how to handle that. So in order to avoid that, we say if you purchase an estrog from an amaretz, he has to give you the estrog as a gift, and you can just purchase the lulav at the cost. Originally, the law was, the biblical law is, you shake lulav all seven days, shivas yamim, in the mikdash. In the Medina, in the uh, rest of the world, one day, what, what about Yerushalayim? So that's actually subject to the between Rashi and Rambam. If we say, if Medina is everything, including Yerushalayim, or if Yerushalayim is part of mikdash. Kishachar, based on mikdash, once the mikdash was destroyed, his kid, Yochim and Zakesh, Yuluv, Notu, Medina, Shivazech, Lemikdash. Rabbi Yochid Menzake established one of his, his takanas in order to remember the way things were done in the Mikdash, that everywhere they would shake Lula seven days, even outside of Mikdash. But Yom He also decreed on the on the Yom Hanov, the day of waving, all the crop is Aser. What is this? This actually has come up a couple times, and that is that grain of the year is prohibited. It's considered Chadash, it's new grain, until you bring the carbon to Omer on the second day of Pesach. Until you bring a special carbon on the second day of Pesach. Once you bring that carbon, so then we say then we say, your grain is permitted. One, if, what happens if there is no carbon, like the base of Mikdash is destroyed? So we say from the morning of the day when one would have brought the carbon, the grain is permitted. However, Rav Yochanan was concerned as follows. Rav Yochanan was concerned at what happens if this year, a person wakes up the morning of the second day, he goes, up. Oh, it's the morning of the second day of Pesach, I can eat my new grain. Next year he wakes up when we have the base of Mikdash, and now he says, oh, the same way last year, with morning of the second day of Pesach, I ate my grain, so to now I can eat my grain. But he doesn't know, he doesn't know that now that there's a mikdash, the new rule is, or the re- reinstated rule is, that if there's a mikdash, you have to wait until the grain is brought midday. So a person is going to mistakenly eat this chadash grain. So in order to avoid that, he says, the new grain is forbidden until the uh, third day of Pesach. I wish you all a wonderful day.